Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Risk Acumen podcast, which offers thoughtful insight around risk engineering and management. Today, we're looking at safety at work, and we'll be focusing on the construction industry. Although I think it's fair to say that a lot of the key messages could also apply to several other sectors. My guest for this episode is Lucien Darko, who is Group HSE leader at O'Keefe Group, a civil engineering contracting business that operates on significant infrastructure projects in London and in the southeast of England. Hi, Lucien. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me, Johnny, and I'm really looking forward to having our chat. Great. Now, now, Lucien and I, as you've probably already picked up on, are both from the northeast of England. <laughs> so there's a slight danger this episode sounding more like Ant and Deck doing, I'm a risk management expert, get me out of here. <laughs> but we're going to do our absolute best not to slip into that mode if at all possible. Um, instead, Lucien and I will be talking about something that he and his health and safety counterparts from several other construction companies are a little concerned about right now. Uh, so let's start by looking at the background to some of these concerns, Lucien. Okay, so obviously, Johnny, in everyone's minds for, well, almost 16, 17 months now, it's been very much COVID-19 it's been very much the control measures and the mitigations around, you know, infection, contamination, the the social distancing, the signage. You know, it's been very, very, very front and centre. And that's fantastic that everyone has stepped up to the challenge and is maintaining compliance and obviously saving lives and allowing business continuity. However, it has also created an environment where certain basic site safety requirements and in in some cases um, legal compliances are being somewhat overlooked and it's quite worrying and this is industry-wide Johnny this yeah, is yeah. right across the entire construction sector um, and throughout all of this definitely there has been a distraction from these areas right so that so the message is one of getting back to basics mm-hmm. now to, exactly. to avoid injury on site yeah so, I mean, what what are those basics, and and kind of what are you and uh, and 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 others in the industry coming yeah. up with to tackle the main problems? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, with all construction sites, if these fundamentals are managed correctly, then it allows us to manage the more complex issues in a more competent manner. But if you start letting the ball slip, then that's when issues kind of uh, rear up. And the most basic one, Johnny out of all of you know these areas it's just simple housekeeping yeah right. when you, when you've got that constant cycle of waste creation accumulation um, redistribution uh, repurposing and then the removal from sites you know if you don't keep on top of this process very soon your site is swamped and this will grind to a halt even the most well managed construction site anywhere if you allow waste accumulation to engulf the project. So this is kind of disorganisation and distraction and things like that. They're the, they're the main problems with that, yeah? A lot of things with housekeeping um, operatives and teams can be focused on one activity. They can allow an accumulation in work areas, for example, save just standard waste, you know, offcuts of wood, packaging. Packaging is the devil, honestly. Um, and... Some, you know, you, you laugh, but it's it's true. Uh, packaging is just um, the one of the biggest issues. But the point is, if you allow this to accumulate, if you allow this to build up, 
you have, for example, a reduction in your access routes. You have a reduction right. in the physical space that operatives can deliver their own working activities. You are fireloading. You are creating slips and trips. You are building up your own demise. And a lot of guys think, well, someone else will tidy that up. I'm not. I'm not touching that. What if it's uh, What if it's contaminated with COVID nineteen? Honestly, the amount of times I've heard that that's just ridiculous. Um, yeah. I don't want to brush up because uh, I might be spreading the virus. It's crazy, um, and it has got to the point where certain projects have been strangled through simple lack of housekeeping. And this, and again, this is something that has to be addressed industry wide. A construction site needn't look like a bomb site, basically. And you mentioned routes of access and things like that as well. I guess um, that, that that's part and parcel of that, isn't it? That, that if you're blocking the ways in mm-hmm. and out um, of, a, of a construction site, there's a huge danger around that as well, isn't there? There is because sometimes when you look at it from a common sense factor, if you lived at home, would you fill your passageway with boxes that prevented you from exiting your house if there was a fire yeah. in your kitchen? Of course you wouldn't. Yeah. So, so why do they do it on construction sites? Why do they allow their mm-hmm. own access and egress points to become congested, blocked? It, it's, it's sometimes I feel like um, we're going around in circles um, when it comes yeah. to um, certain basic stuff in construction, and this must be reinforced. This must be constantly uh, transmitted to the teams because a lot of the times people think, well, it's it's somebody else's business to sort out these access and egress routes and they kind of try and um, deflect the responsibility but at the end of the day you know we're we're all accountable Um, we've all got to work together as a team and keep routes of access and egress flowing how do you i'm interested to know how you keep people on side with this and so on um especially at this time because it's a difficult time. People are a little bit more stressed and uh, a little bit more anxious than usual, as you say, and that's probably why some of these problems have come about. So, uh, culturally, how do you how do you keep everyone happy and 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 on message, if you like, with safety? There's no hard and fast answer to this one, Johnny. But a lot of this is all about the engagement, and mm-hmm. engagement is massively driven by the personalities of the supervisory. Uh, layer, if you like, in the construction world. And if you support the black hats, if you've got a good safety team that engages with your black hats, if you inspire your black hats, if you give them the resources and the tools to then trickle down that message, then that's a way to keep that flow of information and keep the uh, the message reaching all of those individuals. But if you've got a poor supervisory oversight, then that's going to be fractured. And people are going to be focused on one thing alone, and that's productivity. Okay. What What other examples of, of, of things are you and your uh, your counterparts seeing? We've noticed an uptick in incidents where segregation of plant and pedestrians um, are not being adhered to. In, and by that, I mean, for example, if you have a clearly uh, delineated plant uh, causeway, you will have operatives will try and access that because, you know, it cuts 30 seconds off their trip to the canteen. Or they might think, well, I can just jump over this to pick up this material here and I'll nip back through. And as they do this, you know, they're creating massive risks to themselves. Um, And obviously, 
if you have a massive item of plants, suddenly it has to veer off to one side. That can create issues, um, especially if it's carrying a suspended load. There's so many things can go wrong when you have segregation of plant and pedestrians that isn't complied with. But a lot of that comes back to the fact if you keep your walkways clear and if you keep them well signed and if the supervisory oversight is strong with the team, then the operatives are not going to take that risk. They're going to follow. They're going to comply. So you can see how they all back each other up. And it's clear lines of kind of demarcation and separation, isn't it? And and good safety signage as well, Mm -hmm. I would imagine. Yeah. Again, safety signage, it's not there for a laugh or for aesthetic finish. It is there for a reason. Um, Most reasonable humans who have, you know, even moderate intelligence, they wouldn't climb over a fence signed with, these animals are dangerous and you will definitely be savagely mauled or killed. (laughs) You you wouldn't, would you? Or please enter this whirring machine and be cut to pieces. You just Uh just wouldn't do it, yeah? (laughs) However, you know, you get signs saying, you know, access denied or this area is by permit only and operatives just bimble through because they think, oh, well, you know, let's let's cut again 30 seconds off going to the canteen where I can uh, get on Facebook and, you know, check the football scores and look on Instagram. It's 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 just mm-hmm. crazy. Um, I guess there's another side of signage as well, isn't it? That, that you could have too many of them, which doesn't help with the overall tidiness and the, the housekeeping of things. And, and the fact that people will just become overwhelmed by them and just think, well, there's so much to read. There's nothing of importance here. Exactly. What I call the, the white noise syndrome, where yeah. too much signage, again, it just overwhelms the operatives. So again, this is where you have to have targeted signage. This is where you've got to have again, with the supervisory oversight informing the guys at the start of the day, you know, the relevant signage, pay attention to this, is this mandatory hearing zones. There's a lot of things. And again, I keep coming back to it. It's that engagement, that communication, how everything backs itself up. Anything else to add? Um, I think when you talk about access and egress, clear walkways, you have to think about material management. Because if you're not... Keeping on top of the placement and repurposing of materials required for the project on your project, very quickly you're going to end up in a situation. Um, and if I give you an example, if you think of Derek Trotter, you know from Only Fools and Horses, he would have he would have forty box TVs in his hallway, in his front room, in his bathroom. However, you can't do that on a construction site because it's just not logistically practical it's not safe again it's a fire hazard it's fire loading where's your access and egress it's just crazy but sometimes you know you deliveries are not planned as well as they should be and you are left with these situations and then when we do get material management building up um one aspect of this which again is almost as dangerous um as excessive packaging is uh vertically stacked items so ask yourself this question johnny yeah see if you've got um a non-structural um plywood sheet say 2440 mil by uh, 1220 mil that's generally the standard size they're 18 mil thick they're roughly about 30 kilograms if you had one of those and it kind of slightly tipped fell on you do you think you could stop it falling yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i mean yeah. you might you might struggle yeah, you, you might, you could maybe, I could probably stop one 
30kg board. What about if you had two stacked up? Because again, you had poor material management, your access and egress, you, you couldn't fit something in, so you stacked two. What about two fallen, Johnny? Do you think you could stop 60kg? I couldn't stop 30, so... Yeah. <laughs> and what, what about three? What about if three went on mm. you? What do you think would happen there? Yeah, it's a clear illustration, mm-hmm. isn't it? That um, even just a small kind of stacking can can create big yeah. problems. And yeah. they're falling at 9.8 metres a second. You know, mm. it's, it's, it's over so very quickly when those boards fall. And vertically stacked items are a major um, cause of injuries within the construction sector. Yeah. Mm. So sometimes everyone just needs to be reminded of the simple everyday measures that are needed. Yeah to keep people safe at work. I think it's right. I mean, you know, risk engineering and uh, and overall management, it, it, it's a complex area. Um, certainly you know that from a, a strategic management perspective. There's there's, there's many complex tools mm-hmm. and so on that, that you bring in. But at, at ground level, it is just about getting simple messages across. If you it? boil it right down, Johnny, be tidy, don't yeah. cause congestion, manage your areas, obey segregation and comply with safety signage. I mean, it really isn't rocket science. It's very, very basic. Um, But this has been kind of uh, pushed to one side because of all the COVID-19 risk mitigation and risk management. But we need to get back to it. Otherwise, we're going to see a massive um, uptick in the uh, injuries potentially associated with those five core basic areas. Okay. Brilliant. And yet, yeah, I think you've also, you've put together a written summary of those five key areas that, that you've mentioned. And if that's okay with you, we'll provide a link to a PDF yes, or something yes, like that course, with this episode. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that's, that's great. So thanks for that, um, Lucien. And, and just thanks for your, thanks for your time and your insight today. I think it's important sometimes, as you've mentioned, just to, just to get back to the simple stuff. Definitely. And thank you very much, for the invitation to be on your podcast Johnny thank you very much no it's been great having you thank you very much Lucien you've been listening to the Risk Acumen podcast if you have any questions or comments around the topic that we've covered today please go to our LinkedIn page which you can find a link to on www.riskacumen.co.uk thanks again Lucien and um, stay safe and well everyone and until the next time goodbye for now